Welcome to the Training Ground Guru podcast in association with Huddle. For this month's episode, Simon Austin has been speaking with Everton assistant Davide Ancelotti. Davide discussed what it's like working alongside a famous father, how impressed he's been with Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and his own managerial ambitions. Over to Simon. So thank you very much for joining us on the uh, podcast today, Davide. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. Um, what are you up to today, uh, other than this podcast? Uh, today we have uh, training at 3 o'clock, so I come normally in at, uh, at 10. Today is uh, post-match, so I have to, to review the game and uh, start to analyze the game, preparing the, the post-match review for uh, individuals, uh, because it's a routine that we have. So, And then training at, at 3, and then I go home I, to pick up my kids at the nursery. And I know Everton have obviously got two assistants, yourself and Duncan Ferguson. What would you describe your role as? What are your duties? My duty is to, to organize the training sessions, to make sure that everything goes well during the training uh, and um, to prepare the set pieces, to help the manager to prepare the strategy, the strategy of the game. And... Um, Duncan works uh, alongside us. He helps us on the pitch. He works more individually on the the drills, individual on the individual qualities of the of the players. Above all, the strikers, of course. So shooting drills and this kind of stuff. But uh, yes, uh, we work together. So we we organize. We go week by week. We organize the program together uh, and. Uh, then day by day we have a meeting also with the medical staff to to assess the the players available for the session. But um, yeah, we are all both involved in organize the week, and then I'm more specialized on some drills on the pitch, and uh, he makes sure that the the players have their own individual drills on the pitch. Okay, so so you would actually lead a main training session, would you yourself? Uh, yes, we split a lot of time. We split groups, and uh, I take one group, maybe to work more on the some aspect of the game, like the build up from the back with the goalkeeper, or uh, and he takes the other group. Uh, he works uh, on passing drills, possessions, and uh, so we work like this. We let's say that the manager is more observing during a normal training session. He can come in the session and say, uh, stop the session, say what he thinks to correct sometimes, but uh, he gives a lot of responsibility to us. He only manages the, the tactical session when we play 10 against 10, 11 against 11 in a full pitch two days before the game. He's the main, let's say, the, the main man. Okay. And w- would you be doing some of the analysis as well? Would you have an iPad and be able to see video footage of the session? You mean in live or uh, after the... Because here in, we have an analyst department. They are really good. So we have all the session, of course, recorded and we can go through the session. Um, we can go through the session after it to analyze the, the session if we need something. And uh, we can also work on live. So I can have, if I want, during the tactical session, an iPad and... Uh, uh, watch after the drill, watch through the the video, and then I can correct already on the pitch if I see something, yes. 
I know some clubs have the big screen now, the huge screen next to the uh, training pitch. Do, do you have that at Everton? No, we don't have a big uh, a big screen uh, near to the pitch. We we just work with the iPad, but I think it's interesting. I I know that Bielsa has the Bielsa machine, so it's interesting to to do something live. Uh, I also know that Nagelsmann in Offenheim had like a big big screen, and he worked from from that screen. And uh, I think it's a good idea, but we are happy with what we have here at the club because we have everything we need. Um, and I know that you've got a background in sports science and physical preparation as well. Do, do you think that's very helpful to have the tactical, technical and the physical um, expertise? Yes, of course, because you can. we have a fitness coach here that studied with me and we work together as a team since uh, a lot of time. Uh, but it's important to have uh, knowledge because you need to, you need to know the, the charge of the drill that you are doing. If you are more focused on an aerobic session or an aerobic session, the, the, the space is the distance, the number of players that you use. So, of course, having a fitness coach, you always have, you, ha- you always have an help. But as a manager, not always you have the possibility to have a fitness coach. It depends on the level you work. And um, I think the, 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 the coach, the manager has to know, has to have a knowledge about the fitness and uh, the performance, the physical performance. And mm. obviously you had a fantastic start to the season, but you experienced your first defeat at the weekend. How do you reflect on that now? Is that a little reality check, would you say? It's something that uh, we knew that... Uh, we were going to lose a game because we play in a really difficult league where the teams are always pre- are all prepared. They all have uh, good good managers, good uh, philosophy of play, uh, good identity. Southampton, Southampton is one of these teams and uh, they were better than us. I think they deserved to win, but it's something that is football. Sometimes the opponent is better than you. You have to accept that to analyze what you did uh, wrong. And uh, every every week you have the opportunity to come back, to react. And uh, this is what we want to do for the next game. Yeah. But overall, it's obviously been very, very positive so far. Yes, overall, it's been positive. Uh, this defeat uh, will not affect uh, what we are doing because um, I think that the main thing uh, compared to the last season was that we improved the quality of the training. Uh the competitivity of the training. There are more challenges. And uh, this is a really, really helpful for all the players. Also the players that were with us last season increased their level because of that, because uh, we increased the overall quality of the training. And uh, this was a reason for this big start that we did. And uh, that's why at the moment we are at the top of the league. Yeah, that, that's interesting. What did you actually change in the training then from, from last season? Well, it's not something that we changed because the drills, the principle that we work on are the same. Of course, they are more used to, they know what we want now. They know the principles that we want to give them. And uh, as I said, what increased is um, the challenge. They want to win every game in every drill. They have uh, something to be to compete for, and I think it's really important for a training session to have always uh, something to compete. And if you have this kind of competition in your team, is um, 
something that can help each other to improve because uh, if one player trains well is improving himself but at the same time is improving all the others and this is what we think is really important so is mainly what changed is the spirit uh, in the team uh, during the session and uh, that's because we have i think a, a great captain that is really helpful for us and um, helps to keep this spirit yeah now unfortunately he's injured but uh, we hope to have him back soon and thinking back to when you first came in in december last year can you remember what your first impressions were of the club the impression of the club uh, they welcomed us really well from the beginning we felt here uh, like uh, we worked here for a long time and um the impression on the team was good because we knew that we had players with quality the season uh, was uh, at the moment was not good the the team uh, were not uh, was not doing well but for us was the same one month before because in napoli we had the same kind of problem so we had a bad season and um, it's something that can happen also if you have quality you don't have uh, to find the guilty for these reasons because uh, sometimes it doesn't go, it, it doesn't work and uh, uh, but but we were uh, we were confident because uh, as i said the quality of the team was good they just needed some confidence and uh, they uh, at the beginning was uh, before the lockdown uh, was a good month we did good results yeah yeah and I remember reading when Klopp came into Liverpool, he talked to the players and the staff about his playing style. And mm -hmm. he said it's attack all the time, attack when we have the ball and attack when we don't have the ball. Um, mm -hmm. Would you say you have a playing philosophy like that? Yes, of course. We have principles. We have uh, a philosophy. The, we have a style of play that from the first day and during the lockdown, we tried to, to teach them. And to make sure they are, they agree and they make the principle for themselves. So they are convinced uh, and they agree with us. But yes, we have it. I think uh, every every manager has his own philosophy, his own style, and uh, we try every day in training to make sure that uh, they do it with confidence and uh, we are satisfied at the moment because they they understand. How would you describe your playing style for someone who hasn't seen the team play? Maybe if you were having to describe it. Yeah, we, we changed the system this year, but the system is not so important. No, it's, it's just a number. What is important for us is, as I said, principle, recognize the spaces, recognize what we are doing, in which situation we are. Uh, if we are in a lower build-up, of course, uh, with the ball, if we are in a lower build-up, if we are in a higher build-up, what we have to do when we are in a lower build-up, we recognize, I mean, depends always uh, on the opponent. You cannot decide, I will play 80 minutes on the opponent side, on the opponent half, because you never know if they are going to press, if they are going to stay back. So, I mean, recognize if they press, what we have to do, if they press in this way, what we have to do. If they press in another way, what we have to do. And if they are deep and they are waiting for us, okay, we're going to play there, what we have to do when we are there. Okay, this is like, this is, I think, a philosophy when you have the ball. You have to recognize the situation 
and recognize what to do in that situation. And without the ball, it's the same. Without the ball, we have to know how to press high, how to play the transitions, what to do when we are back, play as a line with the defense, all these kind of things. And then the system, you can change the system, of course, depending on the players that you have. We brought in players in midfield, so we, are, we have one more midfielder compared to the last season, but doesn't change a lot because last season we played with a number 10 sometimes, sometimes with two strikers. The principles are the same. Yeah, so, so you have some fundamentals that yes. will never change, but you will change depending on the uh, opponents. Yes. Certain elements, so yeah. Yes, we work, we work a lot during the week uh, uh, assessing uh, what the opponent we think is going to do uh, in the game. So a lot of that is based on the, what we expect from the opponent because, as I said, uh, on the pitch you have two teams and you need to, to try to understand what they are going to do because what they are going to do depends, also affects what you are going to do and you have to recognize and to expect what they are going to do. And, uh, of course, you need to have strong principles. You don't have to care too much about the opponent, but the opponent can affect the kind of principle that you're going to use. And, I mean, James has been one of the stars of the season. Um, did, did you think he would settle in so quickly and so well? Yes, yes. I had no doubt because uh, James is a, is a different player. Uh, increases the level of the team because uh, technically, is a, I think, is a top word. And uh, I didn't have any doubt. I didn't have any doubt. Of course, sometimes here you have teams that press him a lot, that starts to know now what he does and they will try to uh, to focus on him because the first game they didn't expect I think also the the other teams were surprised when we played against them to see this kind of player no now they are worried and we have to find ways to um, he has to be patient during the game because the game is really long so if at the beginning he doesn't find the space he has to be patient but he's an experienced player he knows it and uh, he will be able to manage this pressure that he will have from the opponents. And mm. I know that we talk a lot about uh, the physical statistics in the game and we can get a bit obsessed with them. Um, I, know, I know there was one game, wasn't there, against West Brom where he was man of the match, but he didn't record one sprint. So yeah. it just shows you, you you can't look at those statistics too much, I guess. No, no. Above all, because in the game you have a lot of things that happen that you cannot record in a really low speed. Uh, I know that in England is really important the high sprint distance. You you look a lot on it. And uh, I think that watching the game, um, analyzing the game, you have to assess also what happened in, in a small speed, the acceleration, decelerations, this kind of stuff that is difficult to record with a GPS. And uh, of course, the, then is um, I think that the physical, the physical data are just a consequence in a, in a football game, no, is not is just a consequence. Depends the style of play, what the manager asks you, the strategy of the game can affect a lot of the data of the game. You know, the effective time, uh, if there are a lot of falls, if there are not a lot of falls. So, the physical you have to take the physical data always assessing what happened on the pitch on a tactical point of view. And uh, of course, you have players like James that uh, sprint distance. Uh, 10 meters or something like that because everyone can play football because football is played with the, with the head more than 
with the legs sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you, if you have 10 players, like Hamas can be difficult, no? Uh, you yeah. need a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of Dukure, for example, that has a really, really big physical data. But uh, in, in, in a good context, also a player that doesn't have big physical data can play, of course. And it's been amazing to see the development in Calvert-Lewin as well. Because um, mm. I know actually talking to the, the previous coaching staff, they didn't think he was a kind of a world-class number nine. They, they didn't think that would be his position and... That he mm-hmm. could be the answer as a number nine, but, but he's proven that he is. But uh, honestly, w- once we come for the first game that Duncan was on the bench against Arsenal, uh, he was playing as a number nine. Duncan played him as a number nine, so we always consider him a number nine when we arrived. And uh, from from the beginning, in the four four two, in the four three three. But as I said before, uh, his his space, his, his duties are the same in a four four two in a four three three. He has to play on the last line to be ready to attack the depth and he's really, really good to do that. And for what we want, is the better striker that we can have because he's a, he's a real finisher, he's patient. He doesn't need to, to drop a lot to touch the ball because all he wants to do is to score. He's focused on to be in the box when needed. And um, I think that the manager in, in his career had this kind of strikers and uh, this kind of characteristic with this his style of player always um, they did always well. I think Filippo Inzaghi, uh, David Trezeguet, Drogba, Cristiano Ronaldo. So all players that likes to play on the last line, ready to to score. And can he give you different options? Because if the opposition defense is very very deep, playing the low block, then he's a, a good target man, you know, and a threat in the air. But then he, he can also link up play if the players are up the pitch. Yeah, it's good because if you have spaces to attack, uh, when you get out from the pressure, it's quick. You can attack the depth. If they are defending with a low block, you have spaces on wings. You can cross because he's a good header. Mm-hmm. We have, against the low block, we have a good option in Richarlison coming from the wing to attack the far post. So... He's a really complete striker and uh, Richarlison too. Richarlison is a really complete striker because can also play on the wing. He's good at one against one and is uh, is really generous. He can defend. So we were really ha- really lucky to find these two players when we arrived. And why do you think Dominic has improved so much? Is it confidence mainly? His confidence near, uh, really, honestly, I think he was really confident also when he didn't score last season. The last nine games, uh, he didn't have the chance to score, but he worked really, really hard for the team. He was really confident uh, in training. Uh, and that's what surprised me in his mentality because he's a really, really professional mentality. He, he just worked repetition, training. Uh, is what he needed. Confidence and uh, training, repetition. I think Duncan is really important for him because he works with him uh, um, gives him a lot of advices. I think this is really important to to develop the the quality of a single player. If you are, uh, like Duncan, a legend of the club, uh, a really good striker in the box, good header, uh, for Dominic, it's really important advice like like Duncan can give him. Yeah, fantastic. And that's also for me. So it's different because I didn't have experience as a player. No, So a manager that, a coach that didn't have a big experience like 
I, I played football, but not as, at this level. So I cannot give to, to Dominic. I cannot tell him what he has to do in, in that situation. I can explain the strategy of the game. I can be focused on the strategy of the game. But I think to develop the individual drills of the player is really important to have someone that had the experience and can give him the, right, the, the, the good advices. Yeah, fantastic. And yeah. just to go back to the, the start of your life, has football always been a huge part of your life and a huge part of your memories from when you were a little boy? Yes, I grew up in a dressing room. So when my father was a player, I, I used to go there to be there uh, as, as, as a young kid. And then I grew up, he started to be a manager. So I started to watch football from a point of view of the manager because um, having a manager um, on my side all my life, uh, I always looked uh, also when I played. I tried also to, to think football from a manager point of view. And this is what I wanted to do uh, since I was a child. And so I think I was reading that you, you were mixing, when, when you say a teenager and your father was manager of Milan, you were mixing with players like Maldini and Kaká and mm -hmm. seeing what, what they did. Yes, yes, I remember. I, I tried to, to record in my mind also uh, to make sure that I remember this kind of example and I remember it really well because I can I can explain to these young players that we have now, um, I can do like storytelling. You know? I, I have a lot of stories to tell them and uh, this is, I think, really important to create a good environment uh, and in the learning process to... I, if I have 100, my father had 1,000 stories to tell. So it's really important. It's really important to, to create the good environment. Yeah. The storytelling, I think, is really important. So, so the players now are interested, are they, to hear the stories about Milan and what went on there? I'm really interested because uh, for, a, for a young player that starts, uh, hearing about this kind of players is always really interesting and they listen and it's a good example. So, as I said, uh, I think it's great. It's great what, when, when my father starts to tell stories. It's, really, it's a good moment for everyone. Yeah. Um, and I know that some some people who have very successful fathers, they say they don't want to go into the same profession as their father because they'll be compared to him. They'll be in the shadow of him. But did, did that never worry you about going into football? No, no, it didn't worry me. Uh, I, I, I'm not stupid, so I know that um, doing this job is, is difficult for me because you have always the, um, the shadow and uh, the doubts from the others that you are there because you, you are you are his son, but uh, it's something that I know that sometimes hurt me. But I have to live with it, and I have to focus on my job. And let's let's see what where where my job can can bring me. Uh, it depends on the quality that I, that I that I show every day. So I'm I'm just focused on what I'm doing and uh, to try to improve, to learn every day, and be better every day to for, for my players. Mm. Have you ever felt that people have felt that? That, oh, he's only here because of his father? And maybe the way they speak to you or look at you earlier in your I, I think at the beginning is normal, no. Uh, it's normal that you think like this because uh, the first day that I come in, I'm the son of Carlo. You, I cannot change that. I can only change that working every day and try to convince everyone that I deserve my job I am the first that I think that I deserve my job, that I, that I am good to do this job. 
and I just try to focus on on that. I know you're very qualified, aren't you? Is it true you speak five languages? I was reading. Yes, because I I worked uh, I uh, I started to work in in Paris Saint Germain, and then I had the the, the chance to to travel a lot and uh, learn the languages working because you need it. Uh, if you are there every day, you need to you need to speak the language of the country. Yeah, it's really important. Also, if you have uh, players from different countries in the dressing room. Uh, to be direct with the communication uh, and uh, is is really important. If you have to to give uh, an emotional advice, if you do it in his language, is is better. So you you must be able to speak to nearly all of the players. Are you in their own language? Thinking about it. Yes, because here we have uh, German, Sigurdsson, Tozun. Uh, we have well, of course English, French. We have Spanish. We have uh, with the Colombian guys. And Andre Gomez, so you can practice all the languages in the dressing room. But now it's like this: in every dressing room, you have all the languages. Yeah. Mm. And would you say, does your philosophy or what you bring differ to your father? Are you able to complement him a lot with your your knowledge of certain things? Uh, is is my my goal is to to give him a lot of doubts to to give my opinion at the end. Is the one that they, makes the decision, but um, I'm not here to say yes, yes, yes. I'm here to, uh, as every assistant coach, I think I have a confidence to, I have the confidence, me more than others, to say, no, I, I disagree with you. So I'm there to do it. I think he wants, he wants me to do it. Also, if like, a manager like him, as alongside him, all people that say yes, 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 I don't think is a good, is a good thing. Uh, I think he needs the staff, as we are, to to say him when we disagree. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, mm. Because I could see maybe when your father comes into a club, coaches might be a little bit intimidated to challenge him because of what he's achieved in the game. Whereas you, you would do that then, by the sounds of it. Yes, uh, I think that the, the people of the staff of a manager is the people that he trusts. In this case, is is his son, but also the second of other manager. I think is a, is a man that he trusts. What he says and is an assistant that can say to him everything, uh, has the confidence to say to the manager everything. And uh, as a manager, you have to make sure that your staff is like this because if your staff is always agree with you, there is something wrong. And uh, at the end, uh, there is a lot of respect, and the decision at the end is always his decision, the final decision. But that in the discussion we are uh, all involved, not only me, eh? all the all the people, and this is what uh, is not always like this. Uh, this is a kind of manager that likes to listen uh, to all the stuff. Yeah, and he's quite different to a lot of managers in that he does keep quite a lot of the staff when he goes to a club, whereas other managers change all the staff and bring in twelve coaches, maybe fitness staff. You know. Yes. And uh, this is something that I think that have to stop in this world because if you go to American sports, that is, I think, the best example that we can have is not like this. The philosophy has its own style, has its own stuff, its own philosophy. And the manager is there to prepare the games, to make sure that the strategy is good. And that's it. So maybe it's extreme what they do in, in American sports. But here is uh, extreme from the other side. It's not possible that the club 
the change manager change 12 people every time because you cannot increase your level, you cannot improve. Yeah, and it's interesting that uh, the manager is able to kind of bring all that staff together as one. It doesn't seem like there are factions when he comes in and when he brings new people in. No, because we have to make sure that everyone does his job. Uh, the, the positions are really clear. Everyone knows what to do. And then there is the personal part is something that you 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 born with and uh, is human is the human being so he's like this his character is like this he likes to be um, he doesn't like the fight he likes to be friendly to have a friendly relationship with everyone but this is something that i think you you, you don't have to try to act or to do something like this Mourinho, for example has a different character klopp has a different tar- character and uh, if you are honest i think with the players and with all the staff uh, and with yourself is the best quality that you can have as a manager. Yeah. And, and do you aim to become a manager yourself one day? Yes, of course. Of course. I have to finish my pro license. I have the A license. I can do the, in Italy, I can, I can ask to go in, to do the pro license just uh, uh, once I am 32 years old. I am 31 now. I did the A license in, in Germany. So if I want, I can do the, the pro license in Germany. But I would like to do it in Italy. Oh. So I wait. I wait until I'm 32, then I start to do the... If they accept me, because it's a, you cannot. You have to ask and then send the, the request. And they invite you if, if uh, it depends the the points that you have, the experience that you have. Well, I, I, I don't I, know how it works here in England. I don't know. No, well, you have to apply, but I think you can get the pro license at any age. So there are guys ah, okay. 20, 28 years old, uh, a couple. So ah, okay. uh, I didn't know that about Italy. Yeah, in Italy, you have to start the pro license uh, being 32 years old. Oh, right. Okay. Do, do you think that's a good rule? No. Strange, <laughs> <laughs> really. No, because I, yeah, of course I'm. I will be 32 next year, but I will have 10 years experience as a coach. So, in in Germany, you you can have the first license uh, being 16 to coach the the kids. I think it's a good thing. Mm. It's a good thing because also the, the you you see a lot of young managers now. Julian Nagelsmann is the the, so the the most famous example, but you have a lot a lot of football in Germany. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Not I'm, in Italy. Oh, not in Italy, no. 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 In England, there are a few, aren't there? Even in the Premier League, are, are pretty young. Someone like Frank Lampard. Yes. Hey, you have Lampard. Uh, Eddie Howard, I don't know. It seems young. I don't know how old is he. But... Yeah, d- yeah. yeah, he was young when he got the job, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what sort of manager will you be, do you think? Will you be different to your father? But as, a, as a character... Uh... Mm, I'm really similar to my father, to oh, yeah. be honest. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the character is the same. Of course, the, the style of, of play, the, the training is... Uh, I have a big influence because I always work with him. But uh, I don't know in the future if I am... When I, when I will be the first, I will, I will see yeah. what I will do. Yeah. Fantastic. But you're happy at the moment being an assistant and, and carrying on in that way. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm really happy with the role that I have here to be assistant. And uh, I will keep learning every day from, from this experience. 
and uh, try to improve and be ready when is the moment to go to go to be a, the manager alone. But yeah. of course, it's something that I will do. Yeah. And just a couple of final questions. How well do you think Everton can do this season? I think that the goal is to reach Europe, uh, to improve what we did the last season. And uh, yeah, this is the goal. Yeah. No other words. To reach no. Europe. This is the, the objective that we have in the, in the club yeah. and uh, as a team. But uh, keep... Then this is what you say to final goal, but day by day is to try to keep this spirit uh, and don't be influenced by the results. Uh, this is the most difficult thing, and try to keep improving and working on the on the the principles and on the, the style of play. Yeah, and you see it as a long term project at Everton. Yes, because uh, I think that there is the ambition and. Uh, the club wants to to do something uh, with the long term. So I think so. Yeah, I'm confident. And it's going to be great when we can get the fans back into the stadiums again. Yes, I think it will be weird because now we used to we are used to play like this. At the beginning was strange and we said, no, football is not the same. Now we are starting to to adapt to this new environment in the stadium. And uh, once the, the the fans are back, uh, is will be it will it will be really noisy, really strange, and really really nice. Uh, from we have the goalkeeper coach Alan Kelly that yeah. works also with the national team, and he told me that in Finland they had like ten thousand people in the stadium and was like a uh, hundred thousand for him because you're getting used to the silence now. And uh, if you have some fans back, will be really noisy and. Uh, we can't wait for the fans to be back at the stadium. No, no. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you. Really enjoyed no. speaking to you. Thank you, Simon. Thank Have you, Have a good day. Yeah, and good luck good for the rest of the season. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Training Ground Guru podcast in association with Huddle. We'll be back for another episode next month. In the meantime, you can follow our latest updates on the website or on Twitter, at ground underscore guru.